Welcome to Nocturnal Emotions, taking you right into the night. I am Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Harmar Superstar, your host. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing actors, musicians, comedians, writers, and other people we'll find interesting together on our journey throughout this podcast series. You know, we're going to be one-on-one, intimate, after-dark conversations that focus on embarrassing moments in my guests' careers and lives and Whatever else happens throughout the talk is just, it's just that. It's whatever. It's whatever we make it, and we'll, we'll try to bring it to you and entertain you along the way. And that's it. That's the idea. It's so simple. It's late night stuff, you know? Maybe you're thinking, but Harmar, Sean, I'm listening to this during the day. Am I breaking the rules? No. No, 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 no. You're making the rules, buddy. You're a fucking pioneer. You listen to it whenever you want to. That is your call. That is your business, and I'm going to stay out of it. And, you know, giving everyone the pass. It's fall. It's my favorite season. It's jacket weather. It's getting darker. The leaves are getting brighter. Uh, I just love it. I just love talking to myself here, shirtless in my room, imagining all of you at home listening to this. When in actuality, I'm alone and stoned and speaking into a laptop. It's the magic of podcasting, people. Uh, my first, oh, sorry, my, my guest, not my first, my only guest this week, because I have one guest a week. My guest this week is Ellen Page. Uh, she's a good friend and a writing partner of mine that I feel super lucky to have on the show. Uh, you probably know her as Juno or Bolty from the amazing movie Super or as Bliss in Whippet, which I was in briefly. Thank you very much. Uh, or, God damn it, I'm an idiot. Or, you know, what you probably most notably, uh, you probably know her from appearing as herself in Crappy Canadian Thanksgiving from a web series uh, called Crappy Holidays that a couple of friends and I created and made. Uh, yeah, this is a shout out to you, Rickett Ringhoff. I hope you're listening out there. But, um,. You know what? Actually, maybe you most likely, you probably know her the best. Ellen Page. You saw her singing along to Don't Stop Believing on the internet with Alia Shokat and I. Like a bunch of idiots. Not a care in the world. You know, that's probably, that's definitely it. Um, that's where you know her from. Ellen Page. Totally viral shit man. Uh, yeah, I caught up with Ellen at her LA home where we ate healthy foods and then commence chatting we got we got to cover cop uh, topics like uh canadian tv uh we try a new new segment you know it's, it kind of fails really bad it's called let's get really really real but after some awkward pauses between friends we discover some great gems from ellen's past uh we get to play let me ruin your favorite song you know what i digress i want to keep these intros as short as i can so uh Let's just, you know, let's let you hear my conversation uh, from the horse's mouth, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> here's uh, me and Ellen Page shooting the shit. Yes. What's up, Ellen? Welcome to Nocturnal Emotions. Oh, thank you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you, you know, it's, uh, it's nighttime. It's, 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 the sun's gone down. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> it is past your bedtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're normally kind of a 
a late sleeper, I'm like early, a, ri- early sleeper, early, early riser, early, 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 yeah, early that's yeah. me, sorry, I was yeah, just, just yeah. projecting, <laughs> I was projecting. Late sleep, early riser, I <laughs> two hours a night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like an old lady, but sometimes I manage to to go out and to pull it off to, to, to rock and roll well, but I've then seen, I need like a month of sleep <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you do it yeah I mean yeah this has been like you know obviously we're, we've known each other for the people at home we've known each other for a very long time mm-hmm. uh, and worked together and spent a lot of time together but hadn't seen each other till till uh, till recently for a while so um, this week we got we got some good quality time in we did a full blown reunion my friend yeah we got to uh, let's see you got to go see Polisa play. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah. They were amazing. Yeah. I, I love those. I love those Hollywood parties where, like, <laughs> you know, uh, all the cocktails are provided by some brand. Yeah. And then they make the names of the, uh, the the drinks after the band playing at the house of the jeans or whatever it that was, you're at. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but the show was great. It was really fun. They were amazing, actually. Yeah. They're a great band. You, I know you're huge into music. I try. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think really the highlight of, of, of that day was um, kind of discovering uh, Freaky Friday together again, the original. The original Freaky Friday is the weirdest and awesomest movie. It's so, it's <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, we both mentioned this. It's like, you, you feel like you've seen it. Everybody feels like they've seen Freaky Friday. Someone's seen, you've seen it in some form, but you feel like you're like, yeah, I've seen the original and the remake and all that, but... But we hadn't like it was pretty mind it was pretty mind blowing those chase sequences like the amount of action that was in that movie and the amount of like absurd comedy there was so much like that chase scene at the end is so long it's like literally like three quarters of the movie <laughs> it's so long and like a police car gets like split in half it's <laughs> and they're just like what happened <laughs> <laughs> and one gets crushed into a triangle. And now I have a new crush on Barbara Harris. Yeah, she was cool. How do we? How do we not know about her? How did we not know? Probably because we're both lame. Everyone yeah. who's listening is probably like you guys. Suck. You idiots! I mean, she's um, like eighty now. Which I is like amazing. Jodie Foster's wardrobe. Oh my god! That like denim, uh, that like denim-ish shirt with the collar with that like red striped sweater on top. <laughs> Dude, and like she just looks looks like such a little man. It's just I, like a, like a. <laughs> A prelude to lesbianism or something like, which is amazing. <laughs> I liked the, um, I liked the, um, the voiceover. Oh, dude! Like the, the their internal monologue, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like not talking about her. It's me, yeah. dumb dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That was, that was like the cat. I like the good grief. Yeah. <laughs> Who says good grief? Who says good grief? I don't know that. Like, I'm reminds gonna bring me. good grief back. You should. Yeah. I feel like that's like something that could be really viable in like a on a Canadian TV series. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We, like I know uh, you're a huge, huge fan of Degrassi. I, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Degrassi. Yes. Is it Degrassi? I it's said, Degrassi. I said Degrassi my whole life. I think life. it's like a, it's like a American Canadian pronunciation thing. Yes. Yeah. I guess I've been, cause uh, I'll say words, specific words that American friends will make fun of me. But I feel like Degrassi in the U S would, yeah. Like I'll know. say Mazda and people. Wow. That's weird. I know. <laughs> 
Because that was my first. That was my first car. A, a Mazda. A, a, a Mazda. A Mazda. <laughs> a Mazda protege. Sweet Degrassi. Okay, but Degrassi Junior High. Degrassi Junior High. I'm trying yeah. to like wake up in the morning. Gotta shake the feeling. <laughs> I gotta face a day of school. That's that's the original. Gotta face song. a day of school. Face a day of school. A face a day of school. <laughs> <laughs> What's to be afraid of? I can ask a question. Maybe he can. Okay. <laughs> but like okay I mean have you been watching it from the beginning because I remember watching it like as like a, a child child oh. like seeing like Spike and the original cast and the Zit Remedy and all that well that's because we have a slight age difference I was born in the later portion of the 80s ah I was in the later portion of the 70s yeah, so here we see <laughs> oh how the tables have turned um, so I remember you know what I think it was they started re-airing the 80s version I believe it was on was it on it was either I think it was on CBC and I now think back to that and that was probably because they were planning the new show oh, so yeah. they were getting so they were rerunning yeah. it and so I love the 80s version which is like totally actually pretty profound and yeah. prolific well, spike gets pregnant spike, she's spike the but gets pregnant uh one of the twins gets an abortion uh one of the character there's an aids storyline yeah yeah the 80s version is in, incredible and then they did when spike's kid um enters junior high in in the actual time that that would have taken they started the new version which i've seen that's like which, your that's what, your generation that's my generation yeah. yeah i mean i still remember the zit remedy their song like everybody wants something, something that'll take you give up. up everybody wants something that'll, that'll take, take your money, money. Yeah. and never, never give up, up. And they played <laughs> <laughs> they played the prom there were like two or three more verses it was yeah. amazing it was like one of the best spike uh Wheels and Joey, Joey Snake Jeremiah. And Joey, Joey Snake and Wheels. Joey yeah. Snake and Wheels. The Zit Remedy. And Snake, who's now the principal of Degrassi. That, gee, I'd see, I didn't even put that together. Oh, he's now the principal and one of the producers of the show. I watched a marathon of like the newer ones like a couple weeks ago. It's amazing, man. And these like new storylines are pretty incredible. Look, I... <laughs> I love it. They're intense. <laughs> I am a Degrassi nerd. Oh, they go there. My Degrassi friend. is like, I'm going to start saying it. I'm going to adopt the Degrassi. The yeah, Degrassi. I yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Degrassi, like they, they really hit the, uh, the issues, you yeah. know, the issues at hands. Like, I feel like the kids at that school are more fucked up than, I know, but also like <laughs> who would send their child to that school? <laughs> I know after seeing that show, come on. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that show is actually, uh, amazing and probably does a shitload for kids and people in school. Well, then now they have the new, uh, a new kind of, uh, American Hollywood version of it called LA complex. I, know, I haven't seen this you yet. You need to see this. Okay. okay because it is insane. It's and like Cassie steals on it, right? Yeah. From, yeah. She's in yeah. Degrassi. She's just I'm on still Degrassi. Learning, mm -hmm. Still practicing here. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, <laughs> but like she, yeah, the the whole show is like like based on like a, a weird Canadian experience of Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like it's a Hollywood show. It's set in L.A., but it feels like Degrassi, like in spirit. And I don't know if you know about this, but there's like a subplot where there's like two kind of like um, young filmmaker kids, and they all live in like the same hotel. 
uh, with like a pool in the middle, and they party together all the time. But there's two filmmaker students who write a script, and um, they sign off for one of their friends to star in it, who's kind of like a struggling actress. But then they meet you, Ellen Page, actually. What? In the show, like you, there's like one scene where a fake Ellen Page is walking out of their like no. hotel room, no. and she's like, "What was Ellen Page doing here?" And it's a person. <laughs> yeah. It's not Do you here. see her face? No, you don't see her oh, face shit. at all. But it's like it's like you leaving, and they're like, "Well, Ellen Page has showed some interest in the script." Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. So the producers know of your <laughs> well, love. I think you need to like. That's really kind. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, and she gets really jealous. She's kind of like, "Oh, maybe Ellen Page could do it." <laughs> she couldn't. <laughs> Ellen, Page, Ellen Page is the worst. <laughs> she is the worst. And that's the thing. They always have this band playing. There's like each season. There's a different band. The first season. Like uh, at this hotel complex, there's a band called Whale Tooth who plays. Who's like really uh, impossible to watch. And now it's the rural Alberta Advantage who are actually good. The rural Alberta Advantage. <laughs> Have you heard I those guys? They're, they're good. Band. I don't know. I didn't even know they were a band. They're an actual band. <laughs> I just they're, like they're that they're called good. the Rural Alberta Advantage. <laughs> yeah, um, they're actually good. They're doing this season, but I'm campaigning to be the band on the next season. So oh. maybe we could leverage that and we can get an Ellen Page appearance. Let's leverage that right based now. Based on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll be like, I'll do it. If Harmar can be the house okay. band on the LA complex. Okay, good. We have a plan here. We have a plan. <laughs> I might have to pretend I'm Canadian or something. I think they're really true to their Canadian roots. That's so. cool. Um, but I'm from Minnesota, so that's like close That's basically close enough, Canadian. Right? Yeah. You, know? you have difficult winners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, so uh, let's see. Let's let's start to go into this uh, this new segment. I'm trying like, um, let's get really, really real. Let's get really, really real. Oh, okay. Let's get real. Okay. You know? So um, I want to go into like some real experiences. I want to like say, say, let's go through uh, your year, your life in five year increments and you describe yourself at five, 10, 15, and 20 <laughs> in two sentences. What? Yes. Yes. We're going to try this. Yeah. Come on. Oh, okay. okay. So as a five-year-old, describe yourself in two sentences. Um, short hair, pink bike. That's it? Yeah. Short hair, pink bike. That's, <laughs> how, that's how you identified yourself? You weren't precocious? You weren't... Uh, no. What was I like when I was five? Um... <laughs> Um, a real little gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> the pink dress. Um, five years old. Just short hair, pink bike. That's all you got. <laughs> that's all you remember. I'm trying to remember what what I, what I was like. I liked. I don't know what how to describe myself. That's cool. I'm gonna be bad at this. That's so, well, let's, let's try. Let's go. Let's go to ten years old. Let's see what happened then. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm blushing. Thank God it's nighttime. Um, I don't know what any sense. Um, ten years old, I um, started working on a show called Pit Pony. Pit Pony. Mm-hmm. Canadian television non-classic. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> we can drop the whole two sentences thing here. What was Pit Pony? <laughs> Pit Pony was. 
the first job I ever did, and it was a CBC movie of the week based on a book called Pit Pony that took place in um, the early 20th century in Cape Breton. Whoa, you did a period piece? Oh, I did a period piece. Called Pit Pony. Yeah, oh, I period pieced the shit out of that. Um, (laughs) So it was a movie of the week called Pit Pony, and it's about a boy named Willie McLean. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Good. I want to see it. It's a good, sweet show. It's on. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. No way. It is on Instant. I think so. You watch Pit Pony? Yeah. Oh my God. And see you as are you a little boy named Willie McLean? (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Um, I played his sister, and so the movie uh, is actually uh, a really sweet story. He his father gets black lung, who works in the mines, and his brother dies. So he, at the age of like ten or eleven, is forced to go work in coal mines because back then kids could work in coal mines. And he befriends Pony because. As you do, as you do. <laughs> because they used to use ponies to haul coal. Yeah. In the mines. Um, and then that became a television series, a CBC television series. And uh, Oh, was it like later in his I life? Like when they're like experimenting sexually no, with a pony? <laughs> no. Shit pony. No, it was a family show. <laughs> and um, it was actually an amazing experience. And it's what allowed me to start acting. Sweet. That's and, amazing. Um, I think what was was funny was in the movie of the week, the very first thing I ever did, I had <laughs> really short hair when I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> and they made me wear a wig and it <laughs> looked like a, like a dead like it looked like a, it looked like a rat's nest. <laughs> well, it was the early 20th century. I mean, there's not coming out that many brushes or I don't know. <laughs> Well, they, they do. Didn't that much. Nah, I mean, yeah. you just had to get in, like takes a, a lot large to heat up barrel. that water. Yeah, but that shooting pony was actually awesome. Like I got to spend my summer. Oh no, we shot in the winter too. But I got to like just hang out in Cape Breton, which is sick and beautiful, and learn how to ride, learn how to ride horses, and that's amazing. Shoot so, like awesome. St- Awesome storylines, you know, like Pit Pony. I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, and like, did you go from there to Trailer Park Boys, or was there any sort of oh, things in between? No, that's funny. What after? Oh, that's a good question. After after Pit Pony, Mike Clattenburg, who created and directed all of um, all of Trailer Park Boys, uh, directed a lot of Pit Pony. Whoa! And I remember Mike and I were hanging out. Because we just like befriended, even though I was like a little annoying child. And he was like, I'm making this show, but uh, do you know what satire means? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) He was like trying to explain to me what it meant. And then he was like, I'm going to have to talk to your parents about it because there's like a lot of swearing and like dope. (laughs) And then, um, and then, uh, and then I ended up doing that, which was freaking awesome because all those guys are great and then it turned into you know this yeah, huge like one of the most national institution that like, it is it's like a Canadian phenomenon so I feel grateful that I got to be in the the second season and what's funny is I was in an episode a season like one scene in like the first season where I'm really little yeah and uh um, but I was like playing soccer so much at that point that I like didn't have the anyway it's a long story wait so you were like Pro soccer, pro soccer child. I played a lot of soccer, yeah. but like on like a level where you were like com- competing, a like decent, on like the high, the high yeah. ranking levels. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, was, yeah, not a bad soccer player. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But then my, you know, I when I was like 16 or 17, I started working so much and I sort of had to unfortunately stop, which is sort of a bummer, but you know, I was I uh, I couldn't I couldn't keep them compl- playing at that level with the amount of time I had to be away to work. Yeah. So I sort of had to let it go, which was sad cuz when you're with a team for that long, it's like actually really awesome. Yeah. And I still think about it and like miss it. Was there jealousy in the team? Like with you kind of like appearing in TV and stuff? Uh, did, did that no. enter at that age? Did that enter into the picture? I mean, I think sometimes when you're a kid in school more like, and you leave to go shoot a movie and like come back. And I think it's perceived that like you're just missing school and like having fun and, yeah, you are missing school and having fun. But at the same time, you're also doing a whole heck of a lot of work. Yeah, you know, yeah. you work with uh, adult actors who are like complaining about the day. And it would be like, uh, I have to now go do, you know, hours of schoolwork. So yeah. shut up. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, a little bit, I think, when you're in school. But no, my soccer team was awesome and supportive. And then, and then when the work interfered too much, I just had to stop playing, which was sad yeah <clears throat> so let's skip ahead to right. let's say you're 20 now i'm 20. Oh, 20 oh 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 how old am i now? <laughs> not right now you're no, not i'm not, not saying you're 20. 20 i'm not your publicist i'm not st- <laughs> <laughs> i could i dude i i go about my day and people still people ask me if i'm like 14 it's horrible yeah no you're very small oh it drives me <laughs> um 20 20. 20. Oh. Well, how how were you when you were 20? What was your what was your vibe? What was going on then? Uh busy working a lot. My vibe was I don't know. Uh I, you know, it's funny god, I'm like realizing how <laughs> Jedi Evans. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. I, that, yeah. that was my whole. That was my whole point. Was yeah. to like make you feel so dead inside. So twenty dead inside. Um, working dead. a lot. No, twenty was great. What did I? Oh, I I would turned. I turned twenty shooting Juno. Actually, really. I remember going to this uh, little diner on Granville in Vancouver that I love called the Templeton. Yeah. And having. Um, uh, a drink and uh, being like, I'm 20 now. <laughs> That's about it. But like, okay, so at this point, like you're you're making Juno, like you and you had a big, you had a lot to do with like the soundtrack and kind of like mm-hmm. who Juno is like mm-hmm. musically, and and you're you're a huge fan that way. I'm just like I'm wondering where you kind of who were, who were your influences, who who showed you all this music. You know what I mean? Because oh. there's always like somebody in what your hap- life. You know what's funny is when I was like. I feel like I fell into music and was probably, it wasn't until I was maybe, this is going to make me sound so young and lame to people because like the records I'm going to reference, people are going to be like, I was 40 when that came out. Whatever, you're you're young. Whatever, I'm young, so deal with it, people. (laughs) Um, So I think when I was like 14 or 15, I sort of fell into music because previous to that, I liked like the Beatles and stuff like that, which is... I'm, yeah. I'm, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying something <laughs> shitty about the Beatles, but do you know what no, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like yeah, we, that was like the that it's, was, it's obvious, but it's still classic. Right? I yeah. think what happened was I remember seeing like Bjork's music video for Hidden Places and and hearing that song and being like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, and then I remember when. Radiohead's album Amnesiac came out and I remember seeing so I guess it was a lot of like much music actually which 
when I was that age was still pretty yeah. cool. And uh, I remember seeing the video for Pyramid Song, and I was like, what? Like, I didn't, I couldn't believe how beautiful it was and how much it moved me and how I couldn't explain how it moved me. And then, um, and then Wilco's album, uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Yeah. Um, so I think it was like that, that sort of then got me interested and then let, then led to the next thing and one another. And then maybe two, when you're working, when you're like 15, you're around older people, older who people have like, yeah. who have like interesting music taste and, or, or become, you know, friends with, and then I moved to Toronto when I was 16 and just sort of, you know, hear more music. Is there anyone in particular who gave you like an amazing album on set that you remember? That's like a good story. Like, uh, someone older oh. that you were shooting with. Oh, I think I'm trying to, Oh, you know, a few movies. I remember I was working with this German director who's awesome named Vipka, Vipka von Karelsfeld. Wow. And she directed this movie I did called Marion bridge when I was like 15, which was amazing experience for me at that age. Um, and I remember she put on the cat power record. You are free, oh, yeah. which is sick. It's amazing. And, um, and, uh, that blew my mind and she introduced me to like Bonnie Prince Billy. And, yeah. Um, so like Will Oldham stuff. And then, um, and then, I rem and then I sh went and shot this movie in Europe and was just around people who introduced me to just like n new great music. And yeah, then, how, how uh, did you find like Patti Smith and like they like go deeper into the older stuff? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I think that came from uh, from going weirdly enough to Europe when I was sixteen and working with um, this. Uh, great actress who's in this movie I did called Mouth to Mouth called Beatrice Brown and B is from London and is is a, a really good friend of mine and she was a musician is a musician she's in a band called Beast Stella Beast and um, and I I feel like it was her and uh, so I listened to like Patti Smith and the Slits and like you know yeah it was great and then um and then I moved to Toronto when I was sixteen and. I got to go see great music all the time. Yeah, I totally. went I remember seeing Peaches and you know Broken Social Scene would play and like Metric and um was really really fortunate because I grew up in a place where like um there's wonderful f music, do not get me wrong. Yeah. Like Nova Scotia has uh, you know amazing music and Halifax has some awesome awesome bands. Like please do not get me wrong, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. like what you have access to, obviously. In yeah, a place. I mean, like, more people come through Toronto. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, Halifax is out of the is, way. I've is, been touring for 15 years yeah. and never played. I know there, we got to get you up there. I know. I know. <laughs> we have to have. We have to have a Harmar explosion in oh, Halifax. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Let's do it. Like a, a we'll real explosion. I'll actually fucking explode. Well, don't make too many jokes about that. You know, have the Halifax explosion. What? No. There was an explosion. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> what? I'm not. Oh my god! I thought you were just making like it was like John Spencer Blues explosion or something. No, Halifax had oh the largest explosion pre-atomic bomb. Oh my apologies to Halifax. I did not in know. 19. Uh, 17. We are getting real right now. We are getting this real. This is really real. No, this is a thing that people don't, I think is actually, uh, which is horrible, but no, nobody, not many people know about it, so it's kind of interesting. Wow. 1917, two, we have the second largest harbor in the world, no big deal. Two, <laughs> sh 
two ships collided in the harbor and they were full of explosives and no one knew and people like went down to see the fact that like ships collided and were on fire and then it exploded and like just like decimated a Holy huge f- portion of the city um, and it was in wow. December and then a couple of days later it was like the worst blizzard of all time so that didn't help um, so I'm gonna have a, more of a Halifax <laughs> eruption yeah. or something not <laughs> we'll possible just have a Halifax. there's no volcanoes or anything there yeah. that are active right yeah the Harmar of Halifax. It was eruption. just funny because I, I was the one that said it. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, know. Wait, I got entrapped. You entrapped me. We just me. had a little, uh, a little, little dose of history right there. Wow. Yeah, we're really learning today. This is like, uh, wow. The more you know, actually, you know. It's the like more a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we've been talking about music for a while. I think it's probably time that I ruin your favorite song. Oh yeah. yeah. So let's take a break when okay. we come back. Let me ruin your favorite song. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. By now you've heard a lot about Audible, but there's a lot you might not know. For example, did you know that Audible has an A-list collection where you can hear celebrities like Dustin Hoffman, Samuel L. Jackson, and Anne Hathaway reading your favorite classics? Did you know that Audible audiobooks can be played on your iPhone, Android, Kindle Fire, Windows Phone, and over 500 other MP3 players? Uh, Most importantly, though... Did you know that you can get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial by visiting www.audiblepodcast.com backslash Harmar? That's right. H-A-R-M-A-R, just like my name. Get a free book. Check it out. It's amazing. And if you need a suggestion of a book to start with, try Zombie Spaceship Wasteland, narrated by author and great comedian Patton Oswalt. Do it. What are you waiting for? It's free. Now back to the show. And we're back with Let Me Ruin Your Favorite Song, one of my favorite <laughs> segments of the show, where I get to uh, deconstruct songs lyrically. And uh, so what, what song do you want me to, uh, to break down for you, well, Ellen? What, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's nighttime. It's the right time. Picking a favorite song is like, that idea isn't like crazy, but like a song that I love that lately I've been listening to a lot that I've loved since I was a kid is Don't Let It Bring You Down, the Annie Lennox song that's on, the, well, that's on the Medusa, which okay. I love. So you have like an Annie Lennox phase. Oh my God, I Huge. love Annie Lennox. I never had I the love phase. That, right? oh, that Medusa record is freaking amazing. Okay, so we're going to do <laughs> Don't Let It Bring You Down. Let's play a little bit of Don't Let It Bring You Down for the people, just to remind them. All right. And we're back. Okay. So don't let it bring you down. We just listened to the song. Uh, it sounds like, sounds like to me, like, uh, uh, Annie Lennox was sort of, she's like weirdly lyrically aping, uh, uh Neil Young on that song. Oh, it's Is a that, cover. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, that's a cover. Like, how would I, it doesn't even really sound like. I know it sounds. Compl- it's, uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I would not. You know what I mean? Like, I was kind of like getting incensed a little bit. You saw me well up a little bit while the song was playing. Um, okay. Okay, so it's a Neil Young cover. That makes it a way cooler to me. And I, you know what I mean? Like, not that I don't think it's cool. Um, you don't think Annie Lennox is cool? I think is Annie it? Lennox is cool, okay? I think okay? Annie Lennox is super cool. She's super cool. Yeah. There's, uh, come on. I just never had the phase, so I don't have, like, that, right. that, you gotta that, listen that to reverence. This. You have to listen to this Medusa record. Okay, I will. That's my homework. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, either way, Annie Lennox and Neil Young, it's a song that I can ruin. I feel, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like I can, I can Good come up to the challenge. Um, it's a beautiful song. So, I mean, uh, she and Neil both sing Old Man Line by the Side of the Road, um, where the lorries are rolling by. So there's this Old Man Line by the Road. Right down the road. There's a dead man lying by the side of the road. I don't think it's the same guy because it's like maybe maybe through the morning and the dawn, maybe he could have died, but like it happens so fast in a verse that there's just like this patch of highway where there's just li- dudes lying around waiting to die. Maybe they're dead. I don't know. That doesn't seem like very uplifting. It seems like kind of like bummer summer to me. I, I think like maybe it, they need to change their, their world outlook a little bit. What's Yeah. I mean, I think Don't Let It Bring You Down is a funny song because that's the title of it. But the song is pretty... Uh but I think the point of the song is that it's like a, a, a bit of a paradox in a way. Yeah, and it's I this guess. like cycle of like life and death. And uh, well, how could that not bring me down? <laughs> <laughs> like they brought it up and they're trying to bring me, they're trying to not bring me down. And they're talking about it's only castles burning. That's a huge deal. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I would be bummed. I think it's about like, you know, civili- civilizations like end. You know? <laughs> and then, then, why would that not bring me down? <laughs> and, like the- you know, like, uh, and I feel like, you know, even a time right now, there's a lot that can bring you down and be cynical about, you know, our like earth is, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> is like fighting back because we've heard it too much exactly and uh, there's so, a lot of violence so the and more you talk about it the more it brings me down the more it brings you down but the more it's saying don't <laughs> let it bring you down because the only way we can like progress positively and have change is if we just focus <laughs> on solution yeah because guess what man guess what <laughs> We're, spoiler spoiler alert everybody dies man I think it's wow you gotta live in the what? moment you just spoiled it man <laughs> like I mean okay so the the chorus is don't let it bring you down it's only castles burning find someone who's turning and you will come around I mean it could be a parable for uh, a, 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 a vampire uh, turning <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's a world of vampires that Neil Young and Annie Lennox were kind of like the original wave of like this whole new like vampire trend. I feel like, I, know, maybe I feel like maybe we should do a music video with like Alex Skarsgård, just yeah, like, Alex Skarsgård. <laughs> in like a post-apocalyptic yeah. landscape. And, and Pattinson, maybe, maybe, maybe he, our Pat's oh, owes right. his whole career. Right. He maybe was he in that a, little movie that, yeah, nobody saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The old, I mean, maybe he owes, he owes his whole career to Annie Lennox and Neil Young. Maybe he might need to right. kick him down, yeah. break him off a bit of, a bit of that cash. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And then, like, okay, then, like, all of a sudden, 
in the second verse there's just like a blind man running running through the light of the night mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's kind of like it sounds kind of like 28 days later maybe <laughs> some sort of zombie stuff going on those red flashes and in the lyric sheet i have somebody either spelled silence or sirens wrong because it says can you hear the sirens moan <laughs> <laughs> like s i r e n c e which i don't think maybe maybe that's actually a a a, a direct um reprint from from one of the lyrics you know what i mean do you think do you think there's a chance that Annie Lennox or, or Neil Young might not know how to spell sirens or silence? I think, I think. Or did they combine them and make the new word sirens? I, 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 I feel like uh, spelling's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Comes from a deplorable spelling. Oh, yeah, I won't let that bring me down. Right. That's Is that bringing you down? <laughs> Is the spelling error bringing you down? Actually, um, of, of most of the themes, yeah, the spelling actually is the one thing that brings me down right. the most. <laughs> I knew that you're just so you're so specific about that. I yeah, feel like I've known you that know, about you've, you. You've yeah. written with me before. We, I know, you, you know, get we... so frustrated with my grammar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't, so I think I've just ruined your favorite song. I, yeah, I still like it. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Good try. I ruined it for me, and maybe hopefully everyone at home. No. We're still going to like it. It's the goal is to song. not ruin the song for people but maybe give people some more uh, i think you've offered some incredible insight yeah give some insight and get people to you know maybe just think about what like you know they're they're listening to once in a while you know what i mean just like think deeper people yeah (laughs) go beyond the norm uh you know, just get a little deep, get a little literal, and uh, take away all the beautiful metaphor of the song, yeah, and what it's trying to say about society, and yeah. get take look at the spelling mistakes yeah. in someone who wrote the lyrics on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'll blame the guy at home. I give Neil Young and Annie Lennox the pass. Yeah. I think uh, I think they're a bit smarter. Well, than maybe that. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's what I can take. From I, mean, this. I don't know. I mean, I think my theory of the silence, sirens, sirens combination you know what i mean like i feel like they might have just created a new word and mm. they were just sort of that could to... be our i'm gonna make a band called sirens sirens yeah <laughs> be huge in japan yeah <laughs> and my only instrument is gonna be a table and a cup <laughs> and it's gonna be like like japanese new wave opera oh my god yeah that sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. Sirens. Yeah, sirens. <laughs> sirens, baby. Yeah. Coming to you in 2013. Yeah. If the world doesn't end and we aren't brought down, it might. You know. Why should we not trust the Mayans? They were pretty. Oh uh, yeah, I've they, never met one. They figured a lot of stuff out. Have you met a Mayan? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't have. Know if I they make good calendars. <laughs> um, don't let it bring it, you down, guys. That okay, the world's going to end at right, the so, winter uh, solstice this year. You made it through this, this segment, the game. There are no prizes, but There's just no the prizes. satisfaction of knowing that that, uh, that uh, I can sound like an idiot, just uh, like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's take a break for a second, uh, and we're going to come back with some nocturnal emotions, some embarrassing stories of Ellen Page. I just wanted to break in the action to, uh, 
to give a shout out to Earwolf.com, who's presenting this show currently. And if you like my show, you're going to like a lot of the other shows they have. I mean, they have Comedy Bang Bang. They have Sklarbro Country, Who Charted. The list goes on and on. All quality shows. Really funny, really insightful people. And uh, make sure you rate and review my show, Nocturnal Emotions, on iTunes. Tell your friends to subscribe. Spread the word. It's going to get better and better. This thing is a work in progress, you know. Um, and follow me on Twitter at Harmar Superstar. Um, you know, make comments in the Earwolf forums. Just check out Earwolf.com. That's all I'm saying. And if you use Amazon affiliates, link on Earwolf. Help us pay the rent, y'all. That's Ellen Page singing the theme song from the aforementioned series, Pit Pony. It's <laughs> perfect for this segment uh, of Nocturnal Emotions. This is where we really get deep into the nocturnal spirit of the show um, and talk about embarrassing moments in your life for career, things that are cringeworthy but fun for people to hear, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have a good story for us, like just for uh, coming from a place of sheer embarrassment? I feel like when... Did- I'm so bad at those things. I'm trying to think of when I, I mean, I'm always, I feel like I'm always embarrassing myself, but, um, I just did this. I did the Chelsea Handler show when I was promoting, um, the, to run with love, the movie that was just up. Yeah. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Mm. You did a Woody Allen movie. Woody Allen That's movie. fucking insane. By yeah, the way, that was cool. Not to interrupt, no, but no, no. Jesus that was, Christ. That was cool. I feel freaking grateful to do that anyway so i'm i was going i'm always nervous going to do any kind of a talk show you know it's like you you don't terrifying yeah they're scary and um and for whatever reason i i go out there and sit down and i was so nervous and she was asking me like pretty normal questions and told a really funny story about a time when she met woody and his wife and asked where they met. <laughs> and um, and then I was just feeling uncomfortable. And then at some point, she had this, like, bowl of, like, nuts, like, unshelled walnuts. And I, like, reached for like, the like nut. Like the decorative set. Like the decorative set, set, set of set nuts. <laughs> and I reached for the nut. And, like... This is uh, like my sense of humor where for whatever reason, I just thought that was really funny. Like, why would I reach for this nut? I started laughing so hard and I could not snap out of it. I could not snap out of it to the extent that I like, I don't know if anyone can tell, but like essentially start crying and like I was trying to get back, like trying to come back. She's trying to ask questions. She just gives up. And I just, I basically proceed to lose my mind. Um, so most certainly the worst interview I've ever. That's like the I've ultimate. Ever given. Nut inspired shame spiral that's ever happened. Mm. Maybe on you know on national on television. National television. <laughs> it's the night an unshelled walnut made you cry. Yeah, great job. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think at some point I even said that. I think at some point I was like, you're doing great, Ellen. (laughs) Doing great. Keep it up. You got this. Keep it up. Keep up the good work, little lady. Way to promote to Rome with love. (laughs) You're making Woody Allen proud. You made the the studio proud. Yeah. You really... Sony Pictures Classics. People were... 
running to the theaters after yeah, that yeah, to see yeah. it. I hope so. Throwing walnuts at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> crying, screaming, yeah. and just a general mania, a yeah. tizzy. Uh-huh. There was a tizzy. <laughs> there was a tizzy. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've spilt, I've cried over spilt nuts before uh, have or you? something. Yeah. It's different kinds of nuts <laughs> making me just ball yeah. just because they're beautiful just beautiful beautiful nuts. nuts it's i think that's that's the thing you let it bring you down i did yeah. let it bring me down <laughs> i let it bring me down so what's coming up what do you what do you got what do you got um do you I, know i know like this is a time to to talk to about plug to say plug? see what's happening if you oh, want to if you plug. want to i don't know you don't have to um what's coming up i i don't know i feel like i just i just worked on two films so that was great. I shot this movie in the fall called The East, which I'm um, super gr- excited to be a part of, made by wonderful people. Um, this guy named Zalbert Monglidge directed it, who they made this movie called Sound of My Voice, and uh, and uh, Britt Marling and Alexander Skarsgård star in it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Back. See, we're, so, we're, we're, we're going back to more of the... The vampire themes. Yeah, coming back to the vampire themes. No vampires in this, though. No. So that was awesome. And then in the spring, I shot a Lynn Shelton movie. She made a movie called Your Sister's Sister and Hump Day. She's awesome. Sweet. So I did that in Seattle. And then um, I am in a video game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Called, can you talk about that? Yeah, I can a little bit. I mean, yeah. barely. But um, it's uh, by this amazing French company called Quantic Dream that made this game called Heavy Rain. And uh, the game's called Beyond Two Souls. And uh, I'm done my portion in it. And it was uh, freaking um, amazing, extremely challenging, but awesome. Yeah, it's so, like not just voiceover, right? It's like Oh, my God, no. It was all motion capture. Yeah. So, I went in every day to a mocap studio in a mocap suit with like 88 dots on my face. And, uh, you know, you're essentially in a space that's like, I mean, I know I'm, I can't, I'm just in a small space (laughs) and, uh, you have nothing, no sets. I mean, they build things that are actually, it's great what they do, but you know, you're kind of just creating everything. And anyway, the game is, um, I feel really uh, you know, it, it hasn't totally really been done before. Yeah. And I think what this company's doing is really yeah, cool. Yeah, there hasn't been like a motion capture, like cinematic kind of video game. Yeah, yet, especially right? a game that's done entirely in motion capture. Yeah. You know, so that's going to be pretty rad. And just the story is actually really beautiful and intense and like tragic. Oh, that's um, amazing. But also full of, you know, action and there's a paranormal element. That's and, amazing. I mean, yeah. that's like, that's going to be. I don't know. I don't really play video games. I'm not that guy, but like I would I like actually either. play this. It sounds like something I less. I think that that's what's cool about what this company's doing. Like it's taking like a cinematic scope of narrative and making it into this interactive gameplay situation and like the choices you're making as a person uh and then the consequences that take place are really intense. Yeah. And uh uh, and this stuff that we do and explore in this game, I think is really interesting. So I feel just stoked to be involved with something like this. That's awesome. That's so that's going to come out in like a year, year and a half? Probably like a year-ish, yeah. yeah and sweet. it's on, Sony made it exclusively for PS3. So Awesome. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. So lots of shit happening. And you and I, we're going to write some more. Yeah, we're going to write more. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then hopefully a movie that I've been a part of uh, for a few years now is coming together called Freeheld 
And uh, so that's wow. Well, that's what There's I'm doing. So much going on. I'm doing my best. You know, yeah. it's really late. <laughs> you know? I feel yeah. like you have a lot going on, and I need to tuck you in. You need, you need to, to get your in. sleep. I need to get my booty rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show, uh, and we will have you back soon, Thank Alan. You. It's so fun. Thanks for coming to your own living room of to course. let me uh, tape, tape you. Thanks for having me. It's nighttime. Good evening. There you have it. Ellen Page, everybody. What a lovely lady. Make sure you go see her into Rome with Love, the newer Woody Allen film. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I love Woody Allen. I love Ellen. Um, God, you know. You know what? I want to apologize for the Donald Duck sound recording that I made with all these T's and P's popping off all the time. Um, sorry. I recorded this interview. Um... Before I discovered windscreens, uh, this new technology that helps you not pop all the time. You'd think after like almost 20 years of making records, I would understand a microphone at this point. And I finally shelled out the big six bucks, you guys. And I bought those windscreens. And we are going to all appreciate it a bit more. Uh, you know, and I did that because I appreciate you guys listening in, telling your friends about nocturnal emotions. Because currently I'm battling five or six versions of Tiesto podcasts on the iTunes music podcast charts. You know, it's honorable. We're not even dancing over here. But, you know, help me fight the good fight. Um, and, uh, you know, if you want to come find me sometime in the next uh, couple weeks, I've got a show coming up in Brooklyn at the Knitting Factory on September 28th. It's Friday night. It's a late night. I'm playing with a band called Skaters, who are great. Uh, the doors aren't even till midnight and the sets are 12.30 I play at 1.30 whatever uh, it's a $5 show so get your tickets at the Knitting Factory's website or if you want to chill um, Fridays from 8 to 11 I DJ at Home Sweet Home that's on 131 Christie Street and Saturdays and Sundays uh, from noon to 4 I host Sexy Brunch with Harmar Superstar at Black Market that's 110 Avenue A. Saturdays, I actually DJ from noon to four. Sundays, my friend Aaron Fenning from the band Rewards takes over, and I just hang out and be the namesake. It's a sweet gig. And uh, also, you know, Sunday, to, uh, September 23rd, at night, I'll be DJing at the Ides at the White Hotel in Williamsburg, and that's from 8 to about 1.30. So that's a lot of options. Sorry to inundate you with that that but you know I, th I think you ought to uh you have the right to know um anyway next week we're gonna have my friend adam green on the show uh he's a musician artist and a filmmaker he's also my best friend and a total weirdo so that should be fun uh i thank you so much uh, make sure to check some more shows out on earwolf.com subscribe to this show on itunes uh and um have a great week Enjoy the fall and your new jacket. Oh, yeah. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio Boom.com <laughs>
the world's dead.